it's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Journey. This is Paranormal Underground Radio, but I don't want to announce it the way I normally announce it. I have a, We have a guest on this evening from the show before us, Mr. Rick Hale, who used to be on the show before I was. I would like to ask him to intro the show in the way he used to do it. Rick, would you be willing to do this for us? Absolutely. Take it away, my friend. Take it away. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear their voices, you are exactly where you need to be. He is Chucky G. She is Karen Frazier. This is, uh, oh, my God, I almost a common sense for normal. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Yay! Yeah! Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I just got goosebumps right now. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I turned into a a fanboy all of a sudden. (laughs) It's your kill and Karen Frazier. Oh, my God. I'm going to poop my pants. (laughs) There you go, folks. You know, Chuck, that's why they make the Depends. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to be buying some tubes and I'm a senior citizen. Maybe I'll get a discount, huh? Again, we would like to reiterate that we do not believe that all senior citizens wear depends. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. They're just oh, picking on God. me, folks. Don't worry about it. There's I can take it. it. It's just Chucky. Just Chucky. I can take it like a man. Ooh, that sounded wrong, didn't Chucky. it? That sounded That's wrong. I can take it like a man. Well, you so, talked about that earlier, didn't you? <laughs> Rick, thanks for sticking around for our big, oh. uh, our big. Oh well, we're gonna have oh. some comments oh. too. This is exciting. Oh. So, we have bite me. We have a big, fun-filled two hours here. Let me be the ray of sunshine that I am. God damn it! Yes, we're ma'am. To, we're going to have some call-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Rick here for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and Chad got married the last mm-hmm. last weekend, and they are going to speak a few vows for you. And I, oh, I'm going to sing a song. Good. I'm going to sing a really, really appropriate song for their wedding. Um, and so you should all put in your earplugs when that happens. We're going to have some call-ins from people, and we'd like to invite you guys to call in, too. Here's what we would like to ask if you want to call in and congratulate Cheryl and Chad, bid Rick adieu, talk to any of us. Um, you know, we're doing all of that tonight because, like it was Rick's last show on Hazy, this is our last show on Hazy, too. After this week, we are moving to MixLR at 8 p.m., no, what time is our show? 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Other times? <laughs> no, no, you said 8 p.m. The flyover state first. There you go, folks. Booyah. <laughs> so, so the link will be on Paranormal Underground. That starts next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. in, in Chicago, in Chi Town. Chi Town, 8 p.m. Chicago. Chicago. Let me give out the number. It is 714-646-4197. I'm going to say that again because the boys were being noisy. 714-646-4197. Or you can hit us up at Ghost Night Media on Skype. Uh, If you come on Skype, you get to see our shining faces, at least two of us, because Chuck and I are on camera, and we look lovely, don't we, Chuck? We do look lovely. I feel like I'm being being reprimanded by my mother this evening. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's all now, fun. Chucky. Yeah, I know. Oh just, no! Oh, she, she and I have to, 
We have I Scott. Have to tell you, I am so excited because I have both of you here, and you guys have both meant a lot to me over the last oh. couple of years. And oh, you, have the, you have been the bestest co-hosts. I, you know, I'm the only one who hasn't switched shows. I've stayed here the whole time, and you know, it's been it's you guys have been great, and I want to thank you for that. And I look forward to. Oh, Continuing with Chuck um, and having Rick sit in for Chuck sometimes or sit in for me sometimes or just pop on every once in a while to tell us what we need to know. Oh, could you imagine that? actually do that. If Carrie yeah. is, you know, it's the bro show, right? It's going to be the bro show. The bro show, show, the pair of bros, the pair of bros. Oh, my God. Am I, got, am I, not, am I the, an honorary uh, pair of bro yet? <laughs> well, you yes. got to get the black Ed Hardy t-shirt, and you got to make your hair so it looks like you got scared from behind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lots of silver jewelry. So, Tara again, Elvis. There we go. Oh. Um, if you do call in, just sit and listen quietly for a few minutes. We'll acknowledge you when we're ready. Uh, we will see you on the screen when Cheryl adds you to the call. Um, and turn off your radio so that we don't get the feedback. Anything else, folks? Any of the other rules that you'd like to? No, no, no dropping the oh. F bomb, Karen. No, uh, I did it once. <laughs> that was so awesome. One time. It was so awesome. <laughs> Best show ever. It was so awesome. Well, I would like to. I would like to uh, move forward with something we've been doing on the show for a little while. Um, go ahead, Cheryl. I heard you hitting it. Go ahead, I baby. Got, do I, it. Do I, it. I got a little anxious. I'm sorry. Start, I know. That's okay. Start go over. ahead. Start over. Start over. Start over. Okay. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's time, Cheryl. Play it. Do it. Do it. The world gets weird and things don't make any sense. It's news of the strange and the odd. Yes, folks, that's right. We have a little bit of the news and the strange and the odd. I just have two short ones for you this evening so we can keep moving on with the show, this wonderful, wonderful show we're having this evening. The first one I'd like to call Prehistoric Frankenvirus Revived. This comes from smh.com.au from Marcus Strom. Okay, so it says a giant virus discovered frozen beneath the tundra has been revived after more than 30,000 years. That is correct, 30,000 years. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this looks like a horror movie in the making, doesn't it? While the long dormant virus, Molly virus, is not thought to be harmful to humans, the fact that it has survived for such a long time in the primo frost suggests that there could be many more long-forgotten viruses lying in wait beneath the frozen tundra that we still don't know about. Our findings suggest that prehistoric live viruses are not a rare occurrence, the researcher wrote. We cannot rule out the distant viruses of ancient Siberian human populations could reemerge as Arctic permafrost layers melt and or are disrupted by industrial activities. While not an immediate concern, the possibility of a prehistoric virus reawakening and infecting the modern population is something that may soon need to be taken a lot more seriously. Some viral particles which are still infectious can, in the presence of receptive hosts, lead to the resurgence of potential pathologic viruses in the Arctic regions. If we are not careful, I know, if we are not careful and we industrialize (laughs) these areas without putting safeguards in place, we run the risk of one day waking up with viruses such as smallpox that we thought were eradicated so long ago. So what do you think about that, guys? Well, I'm 
I'm definitely staying away from the Arctic Circle. I'll tell you that. Right? I think it's kind of crazy, man. Uh, yeah, just the you know, just the thought of. I mean, there's there's so many that you, we probably even know, we don't know about. You know, maybe you just grow out like a dinosaur head or something. You know, all of a sudden right, you just have right. a dinosaur face. That would be delightful, or the little teeny short dinosaur arms. <laughs> or like the kangaroos, be like a little kangaroo pirate. Right. Then, then, then I'm gonna have to. Then I'm gonna have to kick you yeah, and if you start talking like you're Australians, hello, mates. Oh, what happened to my arms? They're so short now. Yeah, there you go. See? Mm-hmm. All <laughs> Dude, right, so the okay, next... Okay, now... <laughs> yes. Hold on a second here. But yes. now, now, if they actually were to find, like, a dinosaur in ice, uh, mm-hmm. fully preserved, and then bring that baby back, do you know how oh, Jurassic awesome Park. that would be? I know, that would be so cool. Be so awesome. As long as it's not a Velociraptor or a T-Rex. Yeah, if it's like one it of those... It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, doesn't uh, matter. I don't know. Tree eating ones would be fine, but I don't want to like be. I don't want to be like on somebody's uh, meal list. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to be that. I'm gonna be so, a top. I don't know, man. So exciting. Yes, it is. Okay, so this one is a little more in the alien version for you guys. Neighbors unhappy unhappy with an anti alien spotlight at man's foil wrapped house. That is. Yeah, correct. that'll keep him away. Yeah, WKBN.com by Nadine Grimley. Uh, a Mercer County neighborhood is fed up with the elderly man on the street so much that they've taken him to court for excessive use of spotlights. Wearing a baseball hat, 78-year-old Arthur Brown came out of his foil wrapped house on Virginia Road in Hemert- Hermitage Thursday not to talk but to shine a spotlight and snap a few pictures. Over the years, he's become a real problem. He has a lot of issues fearing aliens. I would say if he has all these spotlights up, that would probably be correct. Um, they said this behavior has gone on for more than 20 years, and she's had enough. Okay, this is the lady who lives next door. She's 72 and wants to downsize, selling her home to buy a condo, but no one wants to buy it. Who wants to buy a house, a nice, decent house, garages, and all this, uh, when you got this Yahoo across the street deciding he wants to shine lights on me? And she's not alone. He used to have an alarm that would go off and on and off and on and off and on, and that was annoying, she said. So they had finally to get rid of that. So now his new thing is to come out and chase you with the spotlight. So first he had the alarm, and now he's chasing people with the spotlight. It's gotten so bad, they've taken it to court. And just within the past few days, the city has filed a petition for an injunction to force Brown to stop using his spotlights. It's a violation of the city's zone ordinance to have excessive lighting that adversely affects neighbors' properties uh as for the folks on virginia road they're hoping the lights go out soon so there you go how'd you like to have one of those neighbors huh uh that'd be awesome uh, because you just gave me an idea for my halloween costume i was gonna totally go as a cowboy but now i'm gonna go as somebody wearing a tinfoil hat <laughs> oh my god you know, I, I just you know but my my question is what is what is with our fellow americans I was reading once that over 50% of Americans believe in some kind of conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Over 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, what is wrong with our country that we have over 50% of people that believe that somebody or something is out to get them? Can I, can I rephrase it in a different way that may make you think differently? What is, okay, wrong with, what is wrong with our governments and corporations and establishment that people have so little trust that they believe that governments, corp, our government, corporation, and establishments would actually do that? I my, like it better your way. Yeah. My question is, what the hell does he think a spotlight's going to do if he shines it on an alien anyways? What's he going to do? Like, make it go run or something? It might just piss it off, and then you'll just it take might, it out. It, I, To me, that would be like the bat signal. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be drawing them in. Oh, yeah. My thunder, man. I was going to say that. Well, there you go. So that's the news of the strange oh, out for this I'm week. I'm sorry, Rick. 
All right. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give out the number again. Again, you can hit us up on Skype, Paranormal, no, Ghost Night Media. Uh, and you'll get to see Chuck and me, at least, with our lovely faces. Or you can call 714-646-4197. Cheryl will add you to the call. And just, you know, quietly listen until we until we deign to acknowledge your presence. Because yes, we yes. are we are the gods of of paranormal radio and, and, and it's funny because if you look at the pictures of everybody else that's on here because we're the only two you can see cheryl's smiling very lovely chad is showing us his butt and rich and rick is, rick giving is us the, terrifying yeah it's like gives a scary look like don't mess with me man don't you mess with me all right Insane. i guess I know so what what i was gonna say i don't know what what picture this is <laughs> i have i have got to see this Did yeah, somebody, like screenshot it or something and send it to know. me it's so we, weird. we might be able to i'm pretty sure we okay. probably can um, yeah, well, it's your, it's your Skype you, screenshot. So you know, you, hey, we have we have a caller that is joining us. Hey, he's on camera. It's Dave. Dave, hey, man. Hey, okay. can you really screenshot this, by the way, while we're talking about this? How do you do that? I can. I do don't it. know. All right, you I do. Know. It. I can figure. So, so let me tell you a little something about Dave before he starts to tar- talk. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dave has been our technical god when we have had problems. Dave has helped us. Thank you, Dave. Always my pleasure. Yes. <laughs> oh, so that's the guy you go to, Cheryl, when things are just bombing out, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Luckily, the after the twentieth time of bugging Dave, I actually took <laughs> I took notes, so I, I don't I I stopped bugging him finally after twenty times. Gotcha. <laughs> the so, best part so- was when I was pulling stuff just straight out of memory because I was at work at the time. <laughs> And so I was like, did you check this? Did you check this? And I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in like two years, and I still remember this. This is not good. <laughs> so Dave is the host of Paradigm Shift Radio, which is, when is it on now? It's on Hazy. Yes, it's on Hazy. We're Friday nights. Uh, it'd be 11 p.m. Eastern to 1 a.m., which works out for us because we're over on the West Coast. So Yeah. I'm a West Coaster, too. Yes, I know. Yeah, it always works out well. Yeah. So yeah, and right now, actually, we're we're kind of doing a little bit of a hiatus ourselves. Uh, we're I'm well, I'm still broadcasting uh, because we we have chosen to do music rather than do interviews for a little while uh, because my work uh, gets challenging. I think is a good word for it. Right about now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hear you. Well, you're you're a trainer at um what at a university, right? Uh, junior college. At a junior college. Mm-hmm. So is it football season? Is that why it gets so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so football season. It's football and soccer, which means we got both... Actually, well, three teams because we got men and women's soccer going. Yeah, very cool. Yes. So are you going to uh, miss us? Are you going to miss us, Dave? Absolutely. That's why I had to call in. I, I had to prove <laughs> not only did one person love you enough to call, two Aww. people Aww, Look at that. Aww, See? Shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, shucks. <laughs> so well, I, we hope, I, we I hope that you'll meander over to MixLR occasionally. Yes, what? Yeah, I had to, I had to point out something about uh, Chuck's uh, uh, last story about the aliens. So if he's using the spotlight to draw in the aliens, how mm-hmm. big does that freaking bug zapper have to be to actually get him, take him out? I know. That's something yeah. I'm thinking. Well, he's been doing it for like, well, we're doing the alarms and stuff for like, in the lights for like 20 years. I, I, if I if, if I would have been the neighbor, he probably would have lasted a year and I would have killed him. I just would have took him right out. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. how the lady put up with it for 20 years, man. That's insane. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't get it with the lights, but you know. 
So I guess tinfoil, not a problem. Yeah. Don't you think wearing a tinfoil hat would be a good Halloween costume? Would people get it? Oh, some people will get it. I mean, that's that's kind yeah. of urban legend and folklore for years and years now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I like the way he wrapped his whole house instead of just like his head. I know. He wrapped that's the crazy. whole damn house. There you go. And then shines yeah. a spotlight on it. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> how hot uh, that house gets. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is the God. insulation value of that thing. Oh, my yeah. God. But his Christmas lights are fabulous. Mm-hmm. As seen from space, you know, that's he's I think he's calling them. I think he thinks he's protecting himself, but he's calling. them. Why do people um, maybe you guys know, why do people think that uh, tinfoil is going to protect them from is it the brain way? What is, what how is it protect? Well, because, you, you know, you can use it like, you know, when you're like if you're driving on the street, they used to put like uh, you spell to put tinfoil on like your hubcaps. So like when they're trying to read you with the cops are trying to read you with the radar, it kind of scrambles the radar. So uh, I'm assuming yeah, he's but I heard that that this is kind of the same. Right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking that he's probably thinking it's the, or who knows? Maybe he watched signs and he saw the thing in the head and said, hey, I'm just going for the whole house, baby. Whole house. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but I mean, that's what the that's what the, the myth is, because I don't even think that worked. Did it, Rick? I mean, when you put the. Uh, aluminum foil on the the hubcaps. I don't think that ever stopped anything. I don't. I don't know. That never did. And you know, and and I, and I think Dave is right. It's just it's become part of like you know the uh, the the myth. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Of you know, oh my, you know, Big Brother is you know read my brain or whatever. From what I understand, though, like in in Brussels in Belgium, for for example, they have this um they have like this huge computer. And they call it the beast. And it was like, you know, a lot of Christians, you know, people who follow, you know, more biblical way of life are like, well, the beast, this is, you know, like the Antichrist or whatever. But right. I guess if this, this beast can crunch numbers, man, and like big time and can actually predict stuff. And people were thinking, well, if, you know, we, you know, put tinfoil, you know, this beast thing can't read where we are. So I think that's kind of like where it started, like back in the 80s. See, told you. So it's like, it's like psychic camouflage. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it makes a good baked potato. That's all I know. I know, it's true. Well, I know it's, it was. It was also something that they talked about back in the fifties when they're really concerned about government mind control. They would say, you know, use your tin foil hats to prevent the elect the electromagnetic waves from affecting you. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because okay. Chad, Chad had put down insulator and reflects the signals and stuff. So that yeah, that's what I kind of was under that assumption too. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure if uh, well, and, and your house, does, it can see you aluminum foil or not. You know what I mean? Does I was going to say, does tin foil work differently than aluminum foil? Oh, well, isn't I think it most of it is aluminum foil, and they just it's call the it tin foil. tin foil. Yeah, oh, isn't, that, right. isn't that what it is? I mean, that's that's the same thing, right? I think, yeah. yeah. Unless they uh, went through something where they changed it. Maybe they used to make foil out of tin. It could be. My yeah. God, it could be really hard to fold things in a. Piece of tin. Yeah, well, make but tin is tin is tin can be stretched really thin. It's malleable. It, I'm sorry. It's what? Malleable. I love her big words. They turn me on. <laughs> if only there was an instantly available database in which you can look up certain things. If like only this. we had a world of information at our fingertips. Google. You boys, you boys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh, she's going to Google it right now. So what else we talk about? Uh, so you anything? mean something like that? Yeah. It is a thin foil made of tin. Actual tin foil was superseded by cheaper and more durable aluminum foil. There you go. There you go. There you go. Source Wikipedia, and you know, sometimes they lie. Yes. 
No, stop. <laughs> no, they're just that, inaccurate. That is, that is not true. That is the most accurate place ever to get information, isn't it? Isn't it really? It's the mm-hmm. misinformation superhighway. <laughs> well, I will tell you that when I when I edit my writers, I we don't let them use Wikipedia as a source. It's not an authoritative right. source. Ooh, cut them right out, do you? That's right. I, I I send them a nicely worded email telling them that Wikipedia, they need to find a more authoritative source. And then I suggest that what they do is they go to the links that are sourced in Wikipedia <laughs> and use those <laughs> as their sources. Remember when we all so used to have encyclopedias in our homes? Oh, the yes. big, thick, like, the books, like pages and stuff. I remember those. So do you think that the encyclopedia salesman is like the loneliest salesman in town? Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> it's, 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 it goes like this. Guy. Here's how yeah. it goes. They're not going to do it. They go, Cyclopedia says, I got Google. Leave me alone. They slam the door on <laughs> Boom. That's it. It's all over. There you go. It's a poor guy. You know, it's like vacuum salesmen. Remember those guys? Yeah. Trying to come to your oh, house. Yeah. My dad was a vacuum salesman. I dated a guy who sold Kirby vacuums. Did you? And then they had the rainbow vacuums. I remember that when I was a kid. It was like a big water suction vacuum thing. It was pretty weird. Yep. But, just I couldn't see doing that because you know you're probably getting thrown off the porch every five seconds. So <laughs> you don't really you don't really get the solicitation of salesmen except for like oh we do have sorry we have the ones that try to sell you the rough stuff now you know no I have a lot of Nigerian princes who contact me so what oh really? yeah, they want to give you your money they want to give that yeah, to you too yeah yeah just yeah. yeah. your account number and we'll give you some money yeah sure okay yeah. I, was, I was born yesterday no problem let me just oh my that. goodness I can't we People we have a question in chat. Just a second. Mm-hmm. Question in chat. For okay. me. Now oh. that Cheryl and Chad are married, when are you and Chuck E. G. getting hitched? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd have to ask your husband about that. Oh, yeah, you'd have to ask Jim. <laughs> I'm trying to get unhitched at this point, so I'm not really yes, worried he about He is my on-air husband, although I have been trying to convince him to come live up in my son's bedroom. So does that count? <laughs> They're still working on it, and and Jim is too. They're both working on it now. Yeah, so. yeah. We would we would like to have Chuck around. We need somebody who who likes to vacuum. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna bring me in as their house bitch. That's what's gonna happen. Well, Nobody likes know. to vacuum. Chuck, Chuck, you know the upstairs guest suite is the haunted, most haunted part of our house. Right? I'm there. I'm then. I'm there then. I will vacuum. <laughs> I swear. I will. I will vacuum for that. I'm telling you. Just don't yeah, vacuum cool. right before. We're you clean do the film, for haunting. Right? <laughs> I'll walk around with one on my back like a Ghostbuster. I'm going to vacuum now, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, seriously, uh, I will, I mean, that, that area by you, I mean, come on. It's like, it's like Paranormal Central. There's all sorts of stuff going on. You come well, by. That's, no, you just read about all the places that I write about. And so, you, I mean, there's hauntings everywhere. I just happen to write about the ones that are around me. <laughs> Well, there's stuff around here too. I mean, you know, Rick knows that, you know, but there's, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of hubba hubba going on there. There's not a lot of conferences and stuff out here. We have like the two. We have the giant one in Chicago and then we have the one at the Lincoln Theater with uh, Troy all the time, but that's really the only ones I know. Dave, you should come up next year for the Oregon Ghost Conference. It's in Seaside, Oregon. I would love to put me on that GoFundMe page too. It's April 1st. It's that first weekend in April and um, it's really great. You, the paranormal community up here is really fantastic. So yeah, you know you're you're in the you're in the Bay Area, right? No, I'm down in Southern California. Oh well, it'd be a little bit of a drive, but not bad. We'll I, was, I was talking about doing a road trip, so we'll see. Yeah, see, there you go. Well, you ever come all the way up here? I'll take you all the places in my books, all all my book hauntings. 
so, well, there you go. I was just I was saying, there's lots of paranormal stuff, and then you're, and all of a sudden you're like downplaying, going, "Oh no, it's not really a lot." And you're like, "Hey, there's a real lot out here." So, is it one or the other? What is it? We we have a very active paranormal community on the West Coast. I would say all the way from Southern California all the way up to uh, Northwestern Washington. Very active paranormal community, and I mean, but there's lots of haunted places everywhere. You just yep. know about a lot of them here because you know you're my on-air husband. I know, and I'm I'm just in awe of all those places. So I have to go there now and check them. I want, I still want to go to the my. You know which place I want to go to the most, don't you? What's the most? Wellington. Place? Yes. Yes. And then the second yeah. one would be what? what? Would the second one be the museum? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to go to the museum because there's someone in particular I want to visit. Clarence. Yes, he doesn't move, but I want to visit Clarence. Yes, Clarence is awesome. Hey guys, we have to take a break. Dave, thanks for calling in. It's always oh, great to talk so to you. Um, I hope that everybody will listen to your show and that you will occasionally pop in and grace us with your presence over on MixLR. And I have to thank you and actually the entire network, um, especially Zeta. Zeta gave us, and this is our second network together, I believe, Dave. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and, I, you know, Zeta gave us our start and she's uh, then brought us over here. And we're just incredibly grateful for all that you and Zeta and everyone else at the network have done for us. So you have to, oh, you have to tell Dave that he has to, you have to study up on MixLR because we're going to have issues and we're going to be calling you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, I have Dave right on now. speed dial. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. And go. also, actually, actually, uh, Cheryl and I talked about something that I have kind of burning on the side that uh, okay. you guys might be interested okay. at some point. Uh, okay. It's it, Hopefully, it'll help a lot of people. I'll just kind of tease it like that. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, well, and, you know, you're always welcome on the show as a guest, too, right? I do now. Jeez, thanks for letting me know the last time. <laughs> yeah, now the show's leaving the air. Uh, you yeah, know. but we're still going to be on another network. And we're, still gonna be, we're still going to be doing this show, so it's all good. All right, yeah. so let's do this. Let's go to break. Uh, I think when we come back, we're going we're gonna to be taking some vows. Well, not us. No, 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 no. That's right. Mm. What, Rick? What? Oh, I was oh. nothing. Okay. Well, so stick around, guys. You're listening to our Rick Stravaganza and here on Paranormal Underground in the Dark. We'll be back in a few minutes. It's Hazy Radio Network, and I just totally am lost. That's hey, okay. we'll be right back. All right. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Shabby from the Dead Files. You're listening to Paranormal Underground in the Dark. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. You're back with Paranormal on Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. I'm your host, Chucky G, along with Karen Frazier and our lovely guests, Mr. Rick Hale and Daryl E. Berry Jr. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Hey, Daryl, hey, hey. you're back. Yeah. Good to be back. 
decided to join us for for our last show here on Hazy for a few minutes, and we appreciate that. We've been having fun just talking to people here and there, and and we have to say that, uh, you know, I know we mentioned this before, but we were talking earlier about our favorite guests, and you're right up there, dude. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. You're, you're on a couple lists there too, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I want to say, and I want to say to Hazy Radio um, that I want to, I, I personally want to thank Hazy Radio for allowing me to be on because you know, like I said, I was a fan of Paranormal Underground Radio first, um, and then kind of got drawn into doing my own show, and then coming on to this show, uh, the work with Karen. Stole my job. And I did not steal your job. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um I, I just want to say that I really I really do appreciate it. Um and to Zita, I love you, man. I just love you, lady. So there. Okay, we can move on now. Thank you. Yes, yes. So right, so, so Daryl, um I actually want to ask Cheryl a question because you gave Cheryl some advice on the last time you were on the show, and I want to know if Cheryl has followed it. Cheryl, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, and I I'm sad to report that I have not tried it oh. yet. Oh. And I am dying to, but I do have a question because okay. to be successful, is it, I, I think I know the answer, but is it better to be in a relaxed, non-stressed out state? Well, um, definitely, generally. I mean, it, yeah. you could, you could, you can make it happen okay. uh, with, 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 with a forced focus. I mean, when I was a kid, that's how I used to do it. So there's a lot of okay. uh, um, dogmas, even in the out-of-body experience that people have. But the easiest way to do it is relaxed. So mm-hmm. I, I will suggest any beginner to, to practice in a very relaxed manner. And uh, not only will that allow you to, to separate easier, but it would allow you to focus your energies better. So uh, in a sense, all the energy that we use in, in, in tensing up and being stressed takes away from the energy that we can use to to generate the experience. And and for our listeners, um, Daryl was on a show maybe about a month ago or so, maybe less, um, about out-of-body experience. And Daryl, what was the name of your book again? Travel Far. Travel, Travel Far. Far. It's, on my, it's on my Kindle, mm. but I haven't read it yet. Read it. Uh, oh, Chucky e. G's yeah. holding up a copy well, right now. The I thing is, it. right now I'm doing research for a book I'm writing, so it's you're, it's on my list. But I have to tell you, Daryl, I um, after we had you on the show, I laid awake that night and stared at the ceiling, thinking about all the things that we talked about because that's how I process things. Is I don't sleep; I just lay there and think about them. And then the next night, before I went to sleep, I was like, you know, I just wanna I wanna travel and I wanna see somebody that I haven't seen in a while. And I woke up the next morning and I had been dreaming about seriously somebody I was like went to high school with that I haven't seen in 30 years. So, yeah, you got me thinking. And, and you know, it's you're I, I'm looking very differently at the way that I, I do and think about things that happen when I'm asleep now. That's right. I mean, spontaneous projections happen all the time. And I find that a lot of people, when they, especially when they're first introduced to the subject, that, that subconscious recognition kicks in and they often have an experience. So uh, uh, that's a very common experience. They have an experience right after hearing an interview or right after starting to read the book. So that's awesome. But, I mean, if you get out of body enough, you'll be surprised how often you see people traveling. It's just most people don't remember you. You really have to train to but touch that threshold back, as I call it, so you can bring those experiences back to conscious awareness and bring your consciousness into it so you can consciously travel. So it's a pretty natural experience. But it, but what's, re- what's really unnatural is our own focus. We pretty much focused ourselves into 
a, a, a dogged focus into into third density, into fourth dimensional world. And we pretty much blocked the experience out. So ironically, a lot of the training is really about letting go of our uh, 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 you know, pushing out the experience with our with our dog focus on third density, rather than you know, it's something really new to us. You know. Well, and isn't it also? I mean, I you know, we talked a little bit about inten- intention last time, and so I set an intention, and then um, something happened as a result of that. But tell me, was that really? Um, did, I, I mean, how do I know the difference between me just having a confirmation bias that I had a dream or that I actually lived up to the intention that I set? I would say test it. I mean, you know, I, I, I found that the best way to do it is to do it like any other uh, science, because really it's a science. It might not be a science that uh, main mainstream scientists acknowledge, but what you can do is the person who you saw, call that person up and say, hey, did you did you dream about me last night? Uh, and that's what you do so just treat it like any like a scientific experiment you know i don't think anybody should rely on belief or hope test it you know when i when i decided to test it i went out of body i saw people i called them up or they called me and we discussed it and confirmed and 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 validated the experience that's all you do so call it's still not too late The, 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 the thing about it is though if somebody else is not practicing they will likely not remember it you know most people don't even remember their dreams but when you get conscious enough in it, you can see and confirm things about their life. You can see what they're wearing. Oh, you're describing a shirt I just bought that day. Or, or, or you see who they're with. Why are you describing a friend that, that you didn't even know about? So even if somebody doesn't, isn't conscious, if you're, if you're conscious enough, often you can confirm it. So, of course, most of my confirmations, the person hasn't been conscious. I mean, only a few people nowadays actually are conscious enough to do it, but test it. If you see somebody, call them up and ask them what they dreamt about you. Uh, remember details about what they were wearing. Remember details about where they were. And you may be quite surprised to find that the person dreamt about you. They dreamt about that location, even if they don't remember you. So many things can be confirmed. And, and then it's not a belief. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. Uh, still, still mind-boggling, but very cool. Go ahead, Rick. Now, I have, a, I have a question, and it's a question that I've always wondered about when, when it's pertaining to out-of-body experiences. Mm-hmm. Has there any, has there ever been any cases where, um, when a person returns to their body, that they inadvertently brought back, um, you know, like a, a spirit, you know, some kind of? I, I hate the term spirit possession because it's like, well, you know, it's, you know demons or whatever. But kind of like you know, a cohabiting with another with a with a, another spirit entity in your body. I never Has that ever happened? That. I, I I never heard of that. I, I mean, I've heard of, of of people saying they've gotten haunted in general, but I've never heard of specifically mm-hmm. anybody saying that they've had that experience. Now, that's not to say that that can't happen. And 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 listen very closely because when I say that's not to say that that can't happen. Uh, uh, really, I think, is an impossibility, but I think we can make it happen. I think because of our beliefs and because of our fears, we can create the experience that we're that we brought something back and is haunting us. But in my experience, I mean, we're a spiritual, non-physical being. We are. Right. We just happen to be attached to a physical body. So mm-hmm. any, any, if, a, if a non-physical being actually were to follow you, punch it in the eye. <laughs> it will leave. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, they're no, they're no more powerful than us. So when I was a kid, I was five years old, and I was flying around fighting what people would call demons, just to show myself that I can do it. 
And so, mm-hmm. I mean, these, if, if a little kid can do it, I mean, anybody could, could fight off any negative being that's, that's, that's trying to uh, uh, interfere with you. So I would say the best thing to do is to just recognize that you don't have to fear that stuff. And I think just the recognition of that will keep them away. It's just like a bully in school. The bully doesn't pick on the strongest person. They pick on the little weakest person. So just yeah. recognizing the power that you have as a part of existence will, 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 you know, pretty much alleviate that, which is probably why after, you know, 30 years out about exploring, I haven't, I haven't had that problem. Of course, when I was a kid, I've been used to treat me until I beat it up. Then I didn't have that problem anymore because I wasn't afraid anymore. So as long as you're not afraid, I don't see any problem. Okay. And, that, and that comes with okay. just recognizing that these beings have no more power than you have. They're just a non-physical being that doesn't even have a body. So in a sense, you can say you have more power. Yeah. Okay. So okay, fascinating. You. So so you see why we, we wanted him to call in because yes. he's just, I mean, yeah. so here's the, here's the scoop, guys. The book is Travel Far by Daryl E. Berry. Read it. And Daryl, when we get settled in into the new place and we get rid of that new radio station smell and stuff. You will come back, and we will have lots and lots of discussions. But thanks for okay. calling in tonight. Uh, we we got a, we got a wedding to get to. So oh, okay. Enjoy yourself. All right. Good night. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. So I would like to uh, comment on the Jaeger bomb in chat has asked asking <laughs> how much do you think quantum entanglement, which Albert Einstein once called spooky action yes. at a distance, plays into the announcer voice in Karen's head that she named Brad. Here's the thing: nobody really knew about Brad. So when I write, I used to be a marketing professional, a marketing writer. And I wrote, um, when I would write marketing stuff, it would come into my head as, um, hey, you know, it would sound like the, the, the announcer on like those late night, what would you pay for this? Not $9.99, not $8.99. And so I named the, <laughs> the voice that did that in my head. I named it Brad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I named my marketing voice Brad. <laughs> There you go. And there's the answer to your question, Mr. Yeakerbum. So so how much does spooky action at a distance have to do with it? I'm going to say none. What do you think? I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying no, it has nothing to do with what he's talking about. But it was funny the way he put it like that. All right. So okay. Cheryl and Chad, you're already married, so there's <laughs> nothing to be nervous about, right? Yeah, look at Chad's little uh, icon here in the Skype know, thing. He's, he's all freaked he's out already. scary. Okay, so let's do this. Chad, you got your okay. mic on? Yes. So Chuck and I have, I, of course, you know that I'm an ordained metaphysical minister, but Chuck and I both got special ordination for this wedding. We are now Dudist priests. That is correct. <laughs> Church of the Latter-day Dudes. Church right. of the Latter-day Dude. And this is, this is, this is the lovely wedding. All right, so uh, we have a little poem. Yes. Do you want to do like uh, you do two lines, I do two yes, lines? Yes. Can I ask the question first? Yes. Yeah. Is the Pope of the Church of the Judas the uh, Big Lebowski? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Cool. Yeah. Yes, that's nice. All right. I know. So you guys, this is this is the real wedding, let's face it. And we just want our listeners to know the reason that we decided to do this is because Cheryl and Chad um, met through the paranormal. They formed Paranormal Underground together. I will tell you that... that um, I've known Cheryl since the beginning of the Cheryl and Chad relationship. <laughs> and they were just, when they were just communicating on the internet, and Cheryl and I were on, I think it was like Yahoo Messenger or something, <laughs> the night that Chad was driving into yeah. Fullerton, California, and she was a wreck. 
That is an understatement. <laughs> she was an absolute. Was that like it was like 2008 or something? Wasn't nine. It? It was a long time ago. 2009. 2000, February. 2009. Yeah, and she was just an absolute wreck. We all started as friends over at a little place called Ghost Dose, and actually, even before that, over on the uh, the oh, Ghost Hunter forums on Sci-Fi. sci-fi. Yeah. 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 So this is the culmination of, of, of a relationship that we've watched grow for many years. And Cheryl is no longer a wreck, I think. So, all right. No. You want me to do the first two lines? You do the next two? Sure. Sounds good. All right. I just want you to know that this is a sex poem. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just mm-hmm. for you guys. Bow, wow, wow. Satin and sinew and moonlit glow. Limbs untangle as breathing slows. Spirits still tremble with lingering grace. Translucent movements reveals truth in your face. Hunger now sated as spirits soar. A loving hand reaches out to explore. The curve of your smile, the arch of your brow, imprinted forever the way you are now. In this sweet moments, our spirits transcend and human boundaries expand without end. Hushed moonlight sanctuary, frozen in time, indelibly etched in my heart and my mind. See, isn't that Aww. nice? Isn't that a nice oh, way? Oh, beautiful. Guess who wrote it? Who? Me. Oh, you did. Oh, my gosh. That is, oh, Send I'm like tearing up here. Okay. All right. And, and I have to find the vowels. Thank so, you. actually, what we're going to do is, Cheryl, you get to do your vowels first, and um, and Chuck will read your vowels, and he'll just give you a couple lines. I told him he can't do all twenty lines and make him try to remember them. <laughs> I so. I had trouble. I had trouble remembering five words during our real ceremony. Okay. All let's, right. We'll see. I'll, I'll, just do, I'll just do two at a time. Okay. Right. So I'll say two lines, and you just repeat after me. All right. Here we go. I vow to love you to be your partner in all things. I vow to love you to be your partner in all things. To share a home with you and fill it with ghosts, aliens, and cryptids to support you in your goals. To share a home with you. <laughs> You've lost me. Give me the second line. Give me the second line. Okay. All right. To share a home with you. No, and fill it with ghosts, aliens, and cryptids. Say that to part. To share a home with you and fill it with ghosts, aliens, and cryptids. There you go. To support you in your goals to be your biggest fan. To support you in your goals and be your biggest fan. To stand up for you, to take deep breaths and be kind. To stand up for you and take deep breaths and be kind. To be there when you laugh and when you cry. To be there when you laugh and when you cry. To be present, to share with you. To be present, to share with you. To let you help me to wake you every morning. To let me help you to wake you every morning. To kiss you every (laughs) night, to appreciate you always. To kiss you every night, to appreciate you always. To choose your every day, to never give up. To choose your every day, to never give up. To never give, to never ever give up. To never ever give up. To work every day, to be the man you deserve. <laughs> the woman, the woman. <laughs> I know, I just had to say it like that. To work every day, to be the woman you deserve. To work every day, to be the woman you deserve. There All you right, go. Chad, you ready? Aww. Yes. All right. I vow to love you to be your partner in all things. I vow to love you and to be your partner in all things. To share a home with you and fill it with ghosts, aliens, and cryptids. To share a home with you and fill it with ghosts, aliens, and cryptids. To support you in your goals, to be your biggest fan. To support you in your goals and be your biggest fan. To stand up for you, to take deep breaths and be kind. 
to stand up for you, take deep breaths and be kind. To be there when you laugh and when you cry, to be present. To be there when you laugh and when you cry and to be present. To share with you and to let you help me. To share with you and to let you help me. To wake you every morning, to kiss you every night. To wake you every morning and to kiss you every night. To appreciate you always, to choose you every day. To appreciate you always and to choose you every day. To never give up, to never ever give up. To never give up, to never ever give up. To work every day to be the woman, no, to be the man that you deserve. (laughs) To work every day to be the man you deserve. All right, so here's the deal. By the power invested in me and Chuck, by the church of the Latter-day dude, we now pronounce you Paramarried. Yeah. Okay, well, the kiss, I'm going to sing my song now. Ready? I think that this is just a very appropriate song for your wedding. I am Henry the Eighth. I am Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. I got married to the woman next door. She'd been married seven times before, and everyone loves Henry. Henry. Henry the Eighth. I am. Yay! Yay. Yay. All right, I have a toast. I have a toast. Everybody has to raise their glass or their water, whatever they have. I've got Gatorade. To Cheryl and Chad, I would like to wish you both a long and wonderful spiritual journey together, and I would also like to thank you for allowing me to be part of your family as well. I love you both dearly. Aww, cheers. We love you too. We love you guys. Cheers. Okay, seriously, did you guys write that too? Uh, we looked up hippie wedding vows and oh we found my, that. And oh it my said to God, fill your house awesome. with children, and we realized that we didn't want you to do that. Yeah. So we gave you the go aliens <laughs> and cryptids instead. Yeah, that's much better, don't you think? <laughs> that's perfect. But you know, those beautiful vows. Uh, seriously, amazing. You guys, right? Thank you so I know much. that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Was that was that better? Yeah. Than the really was it okay? I know it was. It was, was, probably, it was yeah. better. Yeah, they were probably afraid we were going to do something really crazy. You know, <laughs> I was. I was a little afraid. What, Rick? What, right? I, said, I was hoping for something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wanted we wanted a little bit of a little bit of fun, but also something serious because yes. again, like I say, you know, you guys mean a lot to us, and um, I think I think I've observed your relationship, and and not I don't want to say been part of it because that sounds like a three way, and that's not what I mean. Wow, wow, wow! But but I I when I when I found those hippie vows. Um, no. They were you guys. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. they did fit. Perfect. And we yeah. figured since, you know, we're always talking, well, someone's always talking about penises and stuff, and poor Cheryl's <laughs> freaking out and rolling her eyes and going, oh, my God, we figured we wouldn't do that. Plus the whole sex poem thing. The we funny, felt the sex poem was appropriate. It was. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, Chuck, is you just yes. did do it. Oh, did I just do it? Yes. <gasps> oh, crap. Oh, oh well, well, that yeah. is life. <laughs> or are you guys going to get started on those little ghosts, aliens, and cryptids right away? Then, yeah, well, I think, I think, yeah. I think we'll get started right away. <laughs> you, have, you have Bettina there; that's she's a star. Uh, yeah, and then back with my last statement too. There'll be some of that in there, you know. So, hey, uh, we are still open for calls. If anybody would like to call in and uh, share memories of Cheryl and Chad, congratulate Cheryl and Chad, or just gab with any of us about anything, the number is 714-646-4197, or Uh you can find us at Ghost Night Media on Skype, and, um, you know, just make sure you got your radio down so that that we don't get the big echoey thing, and... um, 
Also want to remind people that we are, oh, here comes Bob. We are um, moving to MixLR. We are not leaving the air. Rick is, unfortunately, for a while, but he's still going to be part of the Paranormal Underground family. And, um, and so it's... The cousin that lives in the basement. That's mm -hmm. right. Basement basement boy Rick, the boy in the plastic bubble. Hey, and I believe we have a caller on the line. Would that be Bob Fountain? Bob Fountain? I know that guy. Bob. Are you there? Bob. Bob? 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 Hello. 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 I'm trying to kill the sound here. Okay. All right. Um, what did you so, do? <laughs> uh, oh, we have somebody else too. Is that Patty? This is me. Hey, we have oh. Bob and Patty on the Bob line. Bob and Patty show. Woohoo! Woo All yeah. right. So, what's new, guys? Yeah. What's happening? Anybody? Hey, you know. Hey, Patty. That's just. Yeah. I'm getting the feedback from the. Uh... Turn off the sound, Bob. The sound, Bob. Okay, so Patty, what's up? That's a creepy sound. Oh, nothing much. Just wanted to say once, uh, you know, again, hey to Cheryl and Chad, congratulations on their uh, nuptials. Hey, I'm, well, I'm getting the, I'm getting the delay on my uh, headset. Thanks, okay, Patty. Bob, hold on for a sec. Let's we'll we'll finish with Patty and then we'll go to you. Okay. Cool. Okay, so uh, you were congratulating Cheryl and Chad? Yes, on their wedding, and yes. also saying hi to Rick on his uh, last night. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be back for uh, oh, I, I a guest be. spot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'll, 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 I'll harass you on, on Facebook, too. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's the nature. It's just the nature of knowing and loving Patty that you will be harassed. It is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I also yeah? tell people I'm an equal equal opportunity harasser. So if I don't like that's you, I awesome. talk to you. So that's, that's right. <laughs> and Patty has been a loyal listener from back in the Rick years. She's she's always yeah, been a great supporter and listener of Paranormal Underground, and and we and of course she is my my friend and teammate and all sorts of other stuff too. So. We appreciate yeah. and love you, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Thanks, guys. Hey, have yeah. a good night. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I'll see you Saturday. Thanks, Patty. Okay. Saturday night. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Bob, you get your feedback problem taken care of? Yes, I did. Yes, All I did. right. Hey. Okay, good. I'm, I'm just going to call in tonight and uh, wish you all well on your new ventures. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Bob. It's kind of sad, though. You know, it's, it's like... Uh, yeah. When you go back to some place you just really loved 20 years later and something's missing or one of your favorite spots is closed down and went out of business, yeah, you don't get new memories from it. It just ripped away the old ones. And having Rick Hale on before your show and, and listening to him gets me all primed up. He's kind of like a warm-up band. <laughs> <laughs> keeps, hey. keeps you awake long enough to listen to the show to the But, uh, yeah, and I wanted to congratulate late uh, uh, Cheryl. Thank you. Chad. Thank you, Bob. And I was going to apologize to Karen because it was brought up uh, just a little bit ago about bull penises. <laughs> <The night>. Penises? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the night that Chuck was sick or something, and I, I, I kind of co-hosted with Karen. Yeah. She was going to read that article, and I'd already read it, so I knew it was coming up. And I kept my mouth. And mouse I hadn't read it. And I just thought, and I, well, this is really and I start reading it through, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, those villagers were angry about that bull penis. I'm telling you. They were it not happy. It was happy. great because 
because, you know, since we're on Skype, I could see her, and I watched her reading, and I could see, like, <laughs> the terror in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, Mrs. F-bomb. Yeah, what? Was, what? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, since you guys can see me, too, see, I'm, I'm doing my Chuck E. G. Uh, uh, dress-alike here. I my, can't see you, Bob. You can't see me? So, no. So, we Bob, you're wearing a black sleeveless t-shirt? There we go. Yep, well, go, I got my arms cut off the t-shirt. You, I got buddy. My I got my oh, tent. I can't it's see Bob. Gun show. I can't see go. Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show here on Paranormal Energy Radio in the Dark. Yeah, he's one of my inspirations, I'm telling Yeah, but see, Chucky's got like an AK-47 and I got a blunt. Which is bigger? We're not discussing that on the hey, hey. Oh, genetics. We're supposed to get off that subject, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> some people are growing. The bull, some the bull was. Growing. The bull's bigger. That's all I know. The bull's bigger. There you go. There you go. And at my age, it's not what's bigger. It's does it work? <laughs> Functional, functionality is important, Bob. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. But, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. And uh, Anyway, what's going to happen with all the podcasts out there? They'll still be there. Oh, I don't know that, Rick. Rick, what's going to happen with yours? Um, I, I'm hoping you can still find you'll still be able to find him here at Hey Z. Uh, never really did the podcasting thing. Oh, okay. But ours are all still there, um, including the early Rick Hale days. Uh, they are okay. on Podbean and on iTunes and um, linked through the Paranormal Underground website, and they will stay in perpetuity until Cheryl and Chad, uh, you know, decide that they don't want them there anymore and you know there's some we we had some we had some pretty good pretty good yes. episodes throughout the years yes you so. did in fact that's why yeah. I, that's what i was kind of curious about because a lot of the people who listen in every once in a while you'll you'll uh, uh see a topic or something that's real interesting and you, at least i do i'll go back and scan the podcast to find one where you guys are talking about it mm-hmm. plus there mm-hmm. hasn't been a show yet that's been on there where I didn't pick up some information I never knew before. That's what yeah. makes oh, it cool. staying up late Thursday cool. nights. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you for staying awesome. up th- Thursday nights and listening yeah. to yeah. us. It, yeah. it means a lot to to know that at least there's going to be a few a few few people listening live. Yeah, uh, and, it, it, and isn't that MixLR? Doesn't it like automatically just record it as we're doing live, and then it becomes a podcast? Is that correct? If I was reading it correctly, is that correct, Cheryl? We'll find yeah. out. Yeah, and 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 it will podcast. <laughs> On our uh, on our new live um, station, it'll podcast okay. on on there, and then we're going to still do the same thing. We're going to also podcast them as well on Podbeans and iTunes. So you're going to be mm-hmm. able to find our new shows everywhere. Our old shows, you'll be still be able to find, like Karen said, on iTunes and Podbean. We're not taking the old shows away, so everything is pretty much going to stay the same. But we're just going to you're going to find us if you want to okay. find us live. On MixLR every Thursday, an hour early. Yeah, and if, if you're ever snowbound or something, uh, go back through some of the old Paranormal Underground uh, episodes and old Paranormal Underground in the dark. We've had some, we've had great guests over the years, and we've had some really yeah. fun interviews, and we've had some really fascinating interviews, and we've had a couple of wackadoo interviews too. And you know, it's all <laughs> good. Strange one. Yeah. You forget, I live in Tennessee. We don't get snowbound. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. Maybe in Cheryl's area there, but uh, not around here. But, well, I, uh, used to, yeah. 
As a fan, I used to just take uh, I used to rec- I used to download them for free and off iTunes, and I actually put them on CDs and then slap them in my car and I drive to work listening to them. That's what I used to oh, do. Wow. I have a, I have a, really I, have a I have a I have a stack of them like this huge that That's I so swear cool. to God I just pulled them out the other day. Yeah, I got yes. I got four or five of them too. I figured out how to download them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. listen to my car. It just, I have to tell you, and I, we've started doing podcasts back in like 2009 or 2010. So we've been doing this a long time. Um, I, I've mm-hmm. been on the air for a long time. And um, it it's, amazes me when I talk to people who say, I listen to your show all the time or I'm a fan or I mean, because I'm just me. And so that's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but that you know that, what I mean? That's like a compliment to you. That, no, you know, it's a huge, it is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I like I get up in the morning I'm like, all right, I got like four of them I downloaded, so which one I pop it in, I pop it in, I drive to work laughing my brains out and I get to work <laughs> and awesome. you know, it's great. It's awesome. So and I and I and Rick's seen them. I have I have tons of the magazines, yeah, yeah. I have tons of the yeah. things on uh on C D. I have I have tons of that stuff. Tons By the way, Chucky, you know you're yeah. getting advice from yeah. Karen all the time. I happened to talk to her about what two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I believe it was, and, and I called her up because oh we yeah have, yeah we had a we had a long conversation. I was at the museum. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. what what it is, I needed some advice on a, a, a site for one of my clients, and the spirit wants to leave. Well, it's a little girl and a soldier, and uh, you don't want to just sage the place and throw her out of the house because no. that didn't help her move on. But what what I found amazing, I started talking to Karen. She says, I I get the name Clara, and she says, I see a man in a gray uniform. She picked up on the spirits that we pretty much identified in the house, which I thought was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And I've yet to go in there, and I found out that the uh, father and the grandfather both had mustaches, which she sensed, which was was pretty neat. The the father and the grandfather, I don't think, is going to leave. They're they're going to have to be evicted, and that's what that's what bothers me. Yeah, I think that you can have a conversation with them and see, but the little girl is is the main one. Um, I think it'll be all right. I, I you just need to go in and sit and talk, and and you have the ability to do it, Bob. You have you have good abilities too. Um, so you just need to trust in in the information you get, and then and you know basically have a, a little ghost counseling session. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention you the article I'm gonna write about it because it's a follow up on one that. That uh, Cheryl hasn't published yet, but I'm, I'm going to put you in there. And I, I did put note. I put noted author. <laughs> noted. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I like anyway. that. Yeah, I, I like that psychic stuff. I think it's good. You know, I like that stuff. Yeah. In it's fact, fun. I'm going to bring that up uh, all through the month of October. They have haunted corn mazes. At oh, least, yeah, those are fun. So. They just love the idea I brought up because we do first aid for our disaster response group because these idiots that are out there running through the corn maze, they don't realize the guy with the chainsaw, there's no chain on it. So yeah. they'll go running through there and get the sprained ankles and cuts and bruises, so we do first yeah. aid. Well, I told the uh, uh, organizer, I said, well, you know, this is a haunted corn maze. What do you think about having a paranormal booth where you have actual paranormal investigators showing equipment, giving them some uh, uh, actual truthful information about the paranormal. So I'm going to be every Friday and Saturday out there at this uh, corn maze trying to enlighten people on what's really going on. And thank mm-hmm. God your show's on Thursdays. Nice. Oh, oh, good for you. Well, oh, you know what? Anytime that awesome. you can get out and educate people, I think, uh, because people have such a um, 
skewed perception of what it is we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and, they do. Uh, and I was waiting for the new show to come on because on our website, I'm going to post out there that uh, you've happened to move from Hazy to your new location so everybody can call in because there's usually about four or five of us out there. It's out there every week. I'd like to see about 20 or 30. That I never oh. have to chat anymore. Yeah. Well, we do. And the new place will have a chat room as well. And mm-hmm. we really do. We love the live listeners because it gives it gives energy. We get um, I, I, thousands of people who listen in podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of live listeners. We get mostly, like I say, the thousands in podcasts. And so we do. We have you. You live listeners have a special place in our hearts. Oh, gee. Well, and I come up with a lot of questions. Yeah, that's right, Bob. You are, you know, and it's great because sometimes in an interview, I just sort of get stuck and I'm like, okay, where am I going to go from here? And then you ask a question. It's like, yes, Bob. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a closet co-host. You are. Well, we appreciate it. You're a big part of our show, and Heck you're, yeah. you're part of you're part of our our show family too. And we so we really appreciate you. Well, I think yes. well, Jessica uh, is out there too. She's yeah. She needs talking to you guys before the show is over. She's part of our show family too. Yes, she yeah. is. Well, yes. anyway, I just wanted to say hi, and I'll be listening in every Thursday night. Well, great. We're looking forward to having you over to the new digs, Bob. If you don't hear from me in about a month. That uh, getting rid of the spirits thing didn't work out the way I planned. Okay, well, yeah, good luck with that. Hey, and, and you know, you need any more help with that, you give me a call. You got my number. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Oh, Bye-bye. see, look at getting nice. getting the love. Rick, are you feeling the love? I am definitely feeling the love. Yes. Are you feeling the love tonight? Well, the, song, the truth is, is that your love, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk about that later off air. The truth is that we are incredibly lucky. And um, I I hate to say blessed because it it sounds kind of like superior or something, but blessed that we get to do what we do and talk to the people we get to talk to and and know the people that we know. Um, Most of the people that I know from the paranormal community are absolutely wonderfully fantastic people who've been a great mm-hmm. source of support and friendship and, and knowledge and information and learning and, and all of that. Yes, right. that is so true. Plus, I like to uh, hang out with the guests after the shows. You know, I like to chat them up on Skype and, you know, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You know, I get to, like I talked to Nicole Strickland from uh, Queen Mary. Yeah. She's a, she's a lovely lady, by she's the way. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. She checks on me all the time now. So she's cool. And Daryl and I are buds, you know, so, um, I, I, I like it. You know, I, I think it's fun. If, in fact, even like, uh, Chad Lewis, who was on, uh, into dark radio when I had my show, uh, the guy did like the, all the crypto stuff. He just recently, recently was sending me something about, um, this, uh, festival they're having out there in Iowa. Uh, sounds really cool too. So it's nice to, to stay in touch with some of these people. And, uh, uh, you know, because it, it, it's, you learn so much from, you know, you learn, I learned yeah. quite a lot I mean, from being on the show. I've yeah. learned so much that I didn't yeah. know that I would never know. Like I oh, wouldn't yeah. say, I want to talk to that guy about, you know, whatever the love light, whatever, whatever the, the subject is, you know, I'd be like, I'm never going to look up that subject. And then you talk to these people and you're like, Oh my God, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I stuff, actually think right? a lot of right. times, Oh my God, I have no interest in this subject. Mm-hmm. And then I yes. start talking to him and I'm like, 
I am totally into this. <laughs> right. It is. It's true. You know, it's really crazy. So, um, I mean, I just appreciate the fact that I, I get to network with and, and become friends with, with, with a lot of these people. So, you know, like well, I said, you know, and it's really cool. Like, um, on social media and stuff, for instance, I'll see, um, that like Rick is friends with a, a bunch of my friends from out here and right. that the, those connections have all come through paranormal underground and through what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, it's a, and it's a great group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Cheryl has an announcement. Thank <gasps> you for reminding us, Cheryl. Go. Oh, oh, go. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry to interrupt the love. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. And excuse oh, me, I have a, a tiny cold, so I'm trying not to cough into the um, microphone here. Um, we have a friend of the show who's actually been a guest. She's written for the magazine. She's written several books. Her name is Josie Varga, and she has published sev- several books on afterlife communication. And um, I'm going to read you a little something um, about a new book that she's writing. And she's looking for any personal experiences that our listeners may have. Um, So if you want to contribute to Josie's latest book, it's called Deathbed Visits. And I'm going to read you a little bit about um, what Josie says. On his deathbed, technology guru Steve Jobs reportedly looked at his sister and other loved ones in the room. He then looked over their shoulders and uttered these final words. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Many believe that Jobs experienced what is known as a deathbed visit or also known as a departing vision. These deathbed visitations are actually very common and have been recorded throughout history, according to Josie. They provide some of the greatest validations that life after death does in fact exist. Also, over the years, uh, Josie Varga has um, heard several incredible stories, and many people have written to her asking about the possibility that she write a book about these visitations. So she's been researching this phenomenon and looking for accounts involving deathbed or departing visions. So if you have a story to share about a deathbed visit and would like your experience considered for possible inclusion in Josie's next book, again, that's called Deathbed Visits, you can email her at Josie Varga. I'm going to spell that for you. It's J-O-S-I-E-V-A-R-G-A at comcast.net so um, if you could uh, put deathbed visits in the subject line so she can uh, take notice of it please do that again that's Josie Varga Josie Varga at comcast.net very good thank you Um, it's a it's a fascinating subject it's Mm -hmm. um, similar I think to like the shared death experience that Dr. Moody talks about where uh, when one person is dying, they all kind of have all of a sudden have the same vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because um, I've heard about some personal accounts myself and, you know, you have skeptics that just say, oh, what, it's a natural response of the brain or some some sort of thing. But it, it, it seems like to me it's more more than just that it, it it seems like it is definitely possible that it's an exchange between the end of a life and the afterlife that's just my take on it yeah 
Um, yeah, it's it, all of that stuff to me is really fascinating. The other thing that I'm really fascinated about, and Rick, with your vast knowledge, you could probably speak to this quite a lot, are the um, crisis apparitions. Where, yeah. yeah, when isn't it when somebody is dying or they have just died and they appear to somebody living, right? Right, correct. You know, there's there's a, a lot of famous cases out there. One of them comes out of Ireland, and um, it was back around World War One. I, I want to say it was, and I can't really remember what the name of the people. They were, you know, one of the more uh, you know like landed gentry of Ireland back then. And um, this woman's son, he appeared to her, and uh, she saw this, and also the servants had seen him from across the lake, and they thought that he had come home, and um, he didn't. He was laying dead in the battlefield in in France, and um, he was just coming there to say his final goodbyes. And the way they talked about him was is that, um, oh, this was at Castle Leslie in, uh, in Ireland, and um, he was just coming there to say goodbye. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's it. They're fascinating to me because it's just just another look at. Well, first of all, it it shows. Um, I think the love that we have for the people that are in our lives. Right. Um, and I think that that's important because, because as you know, I'm a big believer that love never dies. That when, when you love somebody, even if you think you hate them because you had a fight or whatever, you actually love them forever because love doesn't die. It may change forms. It may be, but love is, is what there is. And so I, that I find fascinating about them. And also just, um, I don't know. They're just kind of a, because it's not a ghost. It's not a haunting. It's something entirely different, I think. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, it's like a haunting. A haunting is like it's something that, you know, it, that keeps going on for years and years and years. Whereas a crisis apparition, boom, they're there and gone within minutes and then you never see them again. Yeah, my grandfather actually told me um, when my grandma died and they had been married for 64 years when she passed. So they, they had mm-hmm. a, a, a wonderful love story. I mean, they, they truly loved one another. And um I remember at her funeral, I was up in the apartment with him doing something, and he said, I was laying there, and I woke up, and she was standing there, and he said, it wasn't my imagination. I wasn't dreaming. She was there just like you're here right now, and then she was gone. And he, um, the other thing he mentioned was that he went into his bedroom, and um, after this, after he had seen her, he went into the bedroom, went in to go to the bathroom, and he came out. And she used to sit at a card table and she would play cards. And um, he came out and the cards were still sitting on the card table, but they spelled out, I love you. Uh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Isn't Amazing. that, isn't that, isn't that incredible? And you know, you love somebody for life. I, I, I believe that. I believe that once you love somebody, you love them forever. Even when they're, as Chad says, douches. <laughs> That's the official terminology, douches. That's right. My dog Spike is a douche, but I love him. Well, there you go. Proof positive right there. That's right. So, you know, it was really funny today. I just want to tell you a real funny quick story. So I, was, I, I did this thing with the Echo Vox, which you know about. Oh, uh, it's yeah. An, it's, an, it's an app that you can use to uh, have conversations with the other side. And so I I'd captured something I thought to be interesting. So I put it together mm-hmm. with like a little, you know, logo at the beginning and stuff. And, and I um, 
I'm not allowed to place it on certain sites because they don't they don't use the Echo Vox or not connected to it. So they have one that's called the Echo Vox user. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went ahead and I taped it and I shared it. And then this lovely lady uh, came back and told me, um, uh, this is for Echo Vox users only. Um, if you want to post this, you can post this uh, somewhere else other than here. And I was totally confused because I'm like, but it was off the Echo Vox. So I just sent the thing back saying, yeah, I know that's why I put it here because this is off the Echo Vox. And I haven't heard anything since then, but I just thought it to be kind of humorous that I was being reprimanded for putting it on the Echo Vox user site when it's an Echo Vox app. Echovox like is an interesting app. Um, mm-hmm. I've had like a couple things where it's it's truly seemed like it's it's worked, but I've also had you know where it's just done nothing. But that's that yeah. happens with everything. Yeah. So have yeah. you tried the Echovox? Right. Have I ever tried it? No, I have not. Yeah. I've had a uh, I've had great success with it. I mean, I, I you know like SP seven all that stuff. It's such it's so loud and noisy with all the the white noise and stuff like that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's really hard yeah. to you know. It just, gets fatiguing, right? Unless use. unless it's really loud. It comes through. Yeah, if it comes through really loud, which you've gotten somewhere, it just comes out. I mean, just it yells out at you. Like we've had a couple of those. Um, uh, this I find to be more. I mean, and you can like if once you get used to using it, you can differentiate between the false positives and then actually some intelligent response that you're getting back, especially when you get like the same. Like I've got like when I did it the other night, I got like a female voice, and then there was a bunch of other blah blah blah, and then uh, and then I asked another question again, and then I got that same female voice exactly the, again, and, and you know answering my question intelligently again. So I'm like I, I put a little more stock in that versus all the other stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was funny that you know I was. Being told not to. I'm just look. I'm just trying to share, uh, you know what I what I find out there. You can take it for whatever you want to take it for. You don't have to believe any of it. I'm just. I thought it was interesting, so I, I put it out there. You know. I mean, it's not like I'm saying it's one thing or another. So, but right. uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. So I'm like whatever, you know, just keep rolling right along, you know. So, but uh, so all right. So I, I want to ask uh, each one of you a question. Okay. Um, in the in the in the world of the paranormal, and I and I'm talking about spirits and such. Okay, not not anything else, but just spirits. I don't like to say ghosts, but spirits. Uh, for instance, for 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 either of you or both of you, one at a time. Um, what is the most interesting thing you get out of the idea of us living on spirits in general? What is the biggest thing that you find the most fascinating out of all of that? Rick, go ahead. Um, me, I like, uh, it, it's, it's the, it's the comfort of knowing that when I die, I go on. Okay. Um, mine is the fact that there is something bigger than just this experience that I have here in life. And that while I want to live this life to the fullest, I also realize that it's part of something bigger and something more important. It's part of the path of, of, of spirit. And so to me, knowing that um, the longer I work with spirits and the longer I observe the things that happen mm-hmm. um, and talk to them and communicate with them, I realize that what they're doing is part of their spiritual arc. So it helps to... Um, it helps me to understand that every life has a purpose. Even the lives that seem rather purposeless, every life has a purpose and every life has a reason. Nice answers, guys. How about you? How about me? Um, 
I think, uh, well, I've, I've come to a lot of realizations lately, uh, learning that I'm psychic and, and, and trying to uh, understand the, the gifts that I have and, and finding out that the, it's just not made up stuff. It's actually real and it just gets more and more, uh, pronounced as I go along. Um, cause I've always been a paranormal investigator at heart, you know, using the tools and, and my intuition and, you know, and all that. I, for me, I feel kind of the same as what Rick said. I feel happy, I guess would be the, I feel very happy that, um, I was correct in the assumption that we don't just fade to black or just go to the one, like, Hey, you go to heaven and hell. And that's it. You know, I find it pretty interesting that. And exhilarating that when I leave this side of things here, there's going to be so many, so many more new adventures, experiences, um, that I'm going to be able to enjoy. Um, uh, that I think that's the, you know, it, it really has taken a, a, a large weight off me as far as like, you know, death. Um, you know, because when my mom passed away and, and, and I, and I saw her, you know, afterwards and I mean, that was right there. And, and then of course, then going through the, the paranormal investigations through the years and then the, the psychic stuff and all that. I'm really finding it's very fascinating. Um, and very cool that there is so much more to this universe that I ever thought. Um, I find that very fascinating. Isn't it pretty cool also that you, that you continue in relationships to the people you love even after they're gone and yes. that those relationships may change form, but they're still there and, yes. and the relationship is still there. Um, so it makes grieving different. I still grieve when people I love die. Right. I'm still sad right. and I still cry and I still do all of the things that you see somebody who is experiencing grief do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I also know that they're there and I can talk to them and that that relationship is continuing just because they're gone doesn't mean that they're gone yes and I agree I, I think it's the yeah you know as human beings we miss the the part where we can hug them and kiss them and, and yeah. sit down with them and have that conversation or a cup of tea or whatever you want to yeah. do you know um, but yeah. To know, like, I mean, for instance, take my buddy Al, for instance, you know, uh, Halloween's coming up. That's our favorite time of the year, you know. Um, I will miss the fact of us slapping on f- masks and going around scaring all the crap out of the kids in the neighborhood, you know, and having fun with that, you know, as we were children ourselves. But knowing that I know he's here with me now, listening as I speak um, in mm-hmm. a different in a different sense, um, and uh, that that's very comforting, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I miss him as, you know, like you said, in the flesh and blood, but I I don't have to miss him 100% because I know he, he's still here and he still drives me crazy and he still yeah. has his opinions and, and such. Yeah. So, yes, it's very cool that way. So You know, there's a, a, there's a, a general sort of, I don't want to say belief, but there's a general attitude that you see a lot of times about people who have psychic abilities, that they're all frauds and phonies and that what they're doing is harmful Mm-hmm. And that they're giving people false hope and they're, they're doing things. Um, but, but to me, it's comforting. Yes. I, to I, me, I, it's, it's, it's comforting. And, you know, I, and maybe I am a fraud. I don't know, but I know what I know and the information seems to be accurate. And it provides comfort to people who are missing their loved ones. And when somebody who's a medium communicates with me about somebody that's passed, it's comforting to me too. It's it's more than comforting. It's joyful that yes. this person yeah. 
is still thinking of me and still attempting to communicate with me. It, it, so even the mediums that are phonies, and I'm sure there are some, mm-hmm. are they doing harm? Right. You know, if they're doing it for the right reason, they're trying to make someone feel comforted and, and, and help them with their loss. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like a friend being a friend to somebody else and saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm there for you. Look, you know, you got to remember that they just go on and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's still the same. That's kind of the same concept. I mean, uh, and, and like you said, I, uh, being a psychic medium, um, and I can say that very strongly now, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I, I find it, I find it wonderful that I can help others to uh, come to terms with things like that and to make them feel better and to help them with their path in life as well as I'm just trying to help myself with my path in life or other people are trying to help me. Like, for instance, my sister-in-law, Barb, her mom passed away recently. And, um, when I went to her house the first time, um, I, she just, I saw her come right through because I, I remembered what her mom looked like. And I said, um, she's showing me these, uh, shears, you know, like these, she's showing me like silver shears. And then Barb started to cry a little bit and she's, she's like, Oh my God. My mom was really into sewing and stuff, and I I didn't know any of that stuff. I d- I knew Barb's mom, but I just I knew her like hi, you know, I'm your Barb's mom kind of a thing. I didn't know anything about her, so uh, all these connections were really cool. And now, like when I go to visit them, uh, like last time I went, I was driving there, and, and I I saw her coming. I saw her, and she said in my head, "Hey, ask them about the gold earrings that they had because they got some stuff after I died. I want to know that they're you know someone's wearing them. And they're not just sitting in some drawer or something." So when I got there, I said to Barb. I go, hey, you know, your mom left some stuff to you. She said, yeah. I go, and she left you these really cool, like, gold earrings, right? And she's like, yeah. And I go, and she wants to know, isn't someone going to start wearing them? Because she doesn't want them sitting in there. And she said, yeah, that uh, my niece is going to start wearing them. Um, we just talked about that, like, days ago. So I thought that's really cool that I can keep that connection for her and her mom going, you know? And uh, it makes it uh, not quite so sad and, and not quite so hard that, you know, physically she's yeah. gone. So, yeah, I do. I find that very cool. Yeah, oh, cool. it's it's a gift, um, and you know it's it's a gift that you get to that. It, I I think that allowing someone someone allowing me to help them, mm-hmm. they're actually doing something for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nice. so those people that that do listen and to the messages and stuff, they're actually doing something for me because they're letting me do what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And even like when uh, well, the first time when Rick came to my house, uh, my old home, and uh, he said, hey, I see this dude standing on your stairs, you know, and he described the guy and everything. And, and I was like, and, and I think it was Larry and I, uh, we were in the car because he waited till we got in the car and he said, I saw this guy standing in the landing and Bully described it. Mary, me and Larry are like freaking out because I'm like, at that time, I'm like, how could he possibly know this? Because he was describing the guy that we had seen and I had read about uh, connected to my home. Um, like a hundred percent, and that's where he was on the stairs. He goes up and down the stairs. In fact, he's still doing that because my daughter's friends have now seen him, and she was just saying, "Hey, Dad, you know they saw John the other day. He's still there, going up and down the stairs and watching people and stuff like that." So, uh, I, when I when that first happened, the first time I was like, "Wow, that'd be really cool if you could do that," because you know, just to 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 validify some things for people, you know. So I don't think I'm like cuckoo, you know, because even though I'm a paranormal investigator and I like to look for affirmation, sometimes you just wonder sometimes, is it really real or am I just kind of uh, like, I, I wonder that all no, the time. Yeah, I yeah. wonder that all well, exactly. Yeah. I, I remember one night Rick and I were doing the show and we were, it might have been on break or after the show that we were chatting or something, but remember Rick, the lady with her hair on crooked? 
and you knew exactly who I was talking about. I I was trying to be like subtle about it, like she's got a bad wig or something. And finally, I just said, "Look, she's like those ladies who wear their wigs askew." And you were like, "Yeah, I know who that is." (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that vaguely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and so I mean things like that when you when you have those conversations with somebody and they're like, yeah, that's right. But I, then I still think, yeah, but maybe a lady with her hair on crooked is just really general. I don't know, you know. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think that's too general. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. And you you find yourself doing that. I still find myself doing it sometimes. It's like you know, uh, am I cold that, reading here? Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. My friend at work. I'm like, I walk by, and this is funny because this kind of validified that I wasn't just like guessing. So I walk by her and I hear, "Hey, ask her about the pigs." And I'm at work. I'm like, I just heard some voice say, "Ask this girl about the pigs." And I'm like, "What the hell does that mean?" You know. So I walk by her again. I'm mm-hmm. ignoring it, and I hear them going, "Come on, ask about the pigs. Ask about the pigs." I'm like, "Oh my." God, whatever this voice is, it's not going to shut up until I ask about the pigs. And it was my spirit guys. I think it was Al or one of them. And I'm like, so I finally walk up and I go, hey, Nikki. And she's like, hi. And she's used to allowing me to read her because I'm that's kind of my practice with it was one of my practice buddies, I call it. And so I said, well, I have to ask you about this thing. And I, I she goes, just go ahead and ask. So I said, well, what about pigs? Something about they're asking me about pigs. Something definitely connected you with pigs. And she's like, oh, my God, we were just at this zoo yesterday and we were talking about how we love the pigs so we went to the farm section of the zoo and there's all these pigs and my daughter and i were sitting there for like hours just like just all these pigs are cooler like dogs and talking about all this stuff and i'm like you're kidding me right and she's like no and i'm like holy crap now i'm thinking okay I got a 50-50 shot at dogs or cats right because it's not it's yeah. not a real area yeah but when you when you go pigs i'm like I mean, it's not, you know, person's going to have a pig in their house. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but nobody that I know. So then I was like, that is, that just totally tripped me out. I mean, I was like more, I probably was more uh, flabbergasted about it than she was. So, but you know, the things like that are kind of cool. So, well, they're, and that's it. They never lose their cool factor. No, I'm never blase. I'm like, I'm never like Teresa Caputo who just, you know, Go up and, yeah, 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 well, and this is happening. Whenever anything, people are like, yeah, I know exactly what this is, and that's, this is what it is. I'm just like, really? What? <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like, you're the psychic, and you're like, wow, that is so cool. And they're like, but you should be used to this. But like, you just, I, you I, just I, told me that. Well, so. Yeah. <laughs> right. I am never used to that. So, uh, yeah, and it's nice too when you can kind of change someone's viewpoint on, um, uh, you know, the whole, I guess the whole spirit thing, we'll call it, you know, because some people, you know, there's, there's skeptics and there's always going to be people that don't believe no matter what you tell them. And it's okay. Cause it's not our job to make anyone believe, but it's nice yeah, when you can share, something. you know, it's nice when you can share something with somebody when they're just kind of like on the fence about it. And then they're like, wow, you know, like with my brother, when I was with my brother, you know, uh, my sister-in-law, she's used to all this stuff. So uh, we're talking and, and she's like, well, your brother's kind of on the fence about this. And he's thinking, well, you know, you know, most of the people he knows. So how could you possibly read them? And I go, well, true. True. I do know quite a lot about my brother. He's my brother. So she goes, but there's a couple of people that you don't know that you've never met that he knows. And I go, oh, you mean like the guy just stepped forward, this really big dude that rides a motorcycle? And my brother's just kind of looking at me like, what did you just say? And I go, yeah, this big guy with a motorcycle just stepped up. And then he saw your face because you just did that. And he said, what the beeping... Uh, heck else do you need to know, you know? And then my brother goes, Oh my God, that's exactly how he used to talk. And it was this guy who had just died like uh, just a while back. So that was kind of cool to see the realization like, Oh, well maybe there's something to this. You know what I mean? So that was kind of cool. I like those too. So 
kind of neat. Well, we work in a field where you have lots of potential for those moments of just like, holy crap, did that just happen? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not as, especially with the the, um, paranormal investigating and working with ghosts, those aren't nearly as common or as frequent as maybe psychic things. But, I mean, haven't you guys both had moments when you've been investigating where it's just like, (laughs) holy crap, that just happened? Yeah. Didn't we, Rick? Oh, yeah. Didn't we have one at Willow Creek Farm? Do you remember that? Yeah, we did with, with, the, <laughs> with the door. Wow. Both that was amazing. What was it? Tell, tell her the story, Rick. You go ahead and tell her. Yeah, well, okay. Um, it was at the end of the evening. We were just wrapping up. It was at Willow Creek Farm. And we're all sitting around the table. And there's like, there's like the front room area that's off to the right and then off to the left is like the kitchen and there was this hallway that led down to where like the basement i think there was a bathroom there too yeah so anyways we're sitting there and all of a sudden we see it we hear but i'm actually watching the 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 uh door latch go click 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 and then it just pops open ah <laughs> and i go walk yeah and i go walk over there and i look down and I get like the feeling of the sense that somebody has just rushed up the stairs at me. Yep, yep. They bum rushed them, and it was funny wow. too. Guys. It's funny because you know we were both like sitting there, and what the add to the story? I had come up from the basement, and it's one of those they're farm doors, so they're really flat and skinny, uh-huh. and so they have a latch yeah. that goes really deep. Yeah. So once you latch it. You, yeah. you can't just pop the latch. So we're sitting there and we're talking, and everybody else is just talking. And all of a sudden, me and Rick are just here. It starts building up speed, building up speed, building up speed. And, we, and we're looking at each other, and we're looking at everybody going. And I know in our brains, we're thinking, account for everybody, account for everybody. And all of a sudden, bam, yeah. the door opens, and we jump up. And, the door pops open. And Rick's like, what the heck? And he runs over there, and then he feels like he gets bum rushed. And I'm just standing there going, did that really just happen? And Those going, are the moments that? that make it worthwhile, though. I mean, there are yeah. so few and far between, but when they happen, it's like our, you know, the story about the pen at, at the museum where we were sitting there and, and heard the big crash, and, and it was a pen that had come from the front desk. Um, I, yeah, I know. You know, it's, I, like, it's just, I, it's, well, it's, it's <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's just the mouth the hanging open moments. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you don't even know what to yeah. say. And and yeah. I enjoy and I enjoy the investigating for more than just the um, the topic that you're doing. You know, you're going to see if you can communicate or gather evidence or however you want, whatever you want to call it. You know, um, because it's something that you hopefully have a passion for. You know, at least some of us we have a real passion for it. We're trying to understand it. Um, so. Uh, but it's also the camaraderie of being with people that you like, you know, you're enjoying right. the moment, you know, it's not just the investigation, yeah. it's the whole experience, you know, you can walk well, away with nothing and go, man, I had really fun with my friends and, you know, it was cool. But, you know? but when you have yeah, that experience, exactly. like, like you two with the door latch, that bonds you guys forever because you had that experience oh, yeah. together oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. other people didn't and it's like with the same thing the stuff that we've had at wellington i mean the people that that i've investigated wellington with 
and shared experiences, we are close, and we're a close. There, there are people who they're my family, and I'm, I'm. I mean, I know I say the spirits there are my family, but the people that I investigated with there, Bert and Jamie, and and all of those, they're my family, and Rob St. Helen, and those people right. mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and we and exactly. like Rick and I, we were when we were doing your events. The time we were <laughs> we're on the side of the 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 street and we're like trying to get in contact with a couple of the, of the young boys that had been murdered there from the fifties. And all of a sudden yeah. they start coming through and they're like, I mean, I'm not like saying, Oh, they're going, uh, uh, I mean, they're talking to us. Yeah. Like answering yeah. our questions. Yeah. And yeah. we're looking at each other going, is this really happening? And they kept going, they kept talking to us and answering our questions. I'm like, all right, this is getting really crazy, you know? So yeah, those are the it, things you like- don't, no, go ahead. Right, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I mean, and I'm not a fan of the spirit boxes or ghost boxes. Right. Yeah, boxes, I know you are. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. I, I hate, I really just cannot stand them. But that was, that was a really interesting, uh, interesting experience. I mean, we were getting, you know, answers to questions. Yeah. But even more, when you're with another person and you're both touched from some, by somebody from the other side in whatever way that mm-hmm. takes, whether it's a door net latch jiggling or communications or whatever it is, you have now had the two of you together have had an experience that's a spiritual experience. And I know a lot of people don't look at it and they're, oh, it's a scientific experience, whatever. No, it's a spiritual experience because you have now communicated or someone else from the other side, someone dead, Someone not bodied has communicated with the two of you, and how profound is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never, you never forget it. You take, you, you take a lot away from that. You know, yeah. but but there's but there's more to that story, Chuck. Now, if you remember when we first got there, I was shining the laser grid down that, and all of a sudden, if you remember, I could see somebody lean out that door. Do you remember yes. that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. yeah, in the hallway at Willow Creek, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, you shined it. Yeah. It was like someone like leaned forward. You could see like the shadowy figure of someone actually lean into the light. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. I, I totally dig yep. laser grids for for stuff like that because um, I do too. Some of the stuff I've seen in laser grids, it, it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's and it can't be anything. I mean, it has to be something moving because those laser dots are stationary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the coolest, uh, I think one of the sweetest things I ever got. I'm doing lots, of, lots of investigations, but you know when you leave just your static recorders going, no spirit boxes, just regular static recorders. And we were downstairs, and it was me, Al, and Larry, and we're all downstairs, and we're talking to Al, the owner, and we're saying how much we enjoyed the experience of being there because you can just feel the spirits there; they're everywhere, they're all over the place. So it's like yeah. you're, it's really cool. You're getting that feeling, and I said, "Look, man, it's really great. I want to thank you for letting us come out. Uh, it, it's a great experience, and, and we really connect with the spirits. I think this is a really wonderful." place and then we get a evp just as after i say that upstairs off the recorder in the, one of the bedrooms it's a lady's voice and you hear her go ah just like that and it was like and it was very loud and very clear and i was like that is like the probably the coolest thing ever you know that she felt this you know that told me she felt the same way that she enjoyed yeah. being there you know what i mean so i thought that was really cool so and you can't trust other people's experiences. You can hear and read about other people's experiences all you want, but it's hard to trust them absolutely because they might be liars. Yeah, but true. when the ex- and and people would say the same thing about my experiences or your experiences, right. it's hard to trust those one hundred percent because you guys might be liars or exaggerators or whatever it is. 
But right. when the experience is yours and yours alone, it's pretty hard to not trust that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, too, though, when you get to share that experience with somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I still want to know why. What, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, like another really quick experience that I had was at okay. a, um, yeah, as you guys know, I specialize mostly in private homes. Mm -hmm. And um, we had, it, we were in a family, they were an Armenian family. So, you know, they had very, you know, olive colored skin and dark hair. And myself and another investigator, we actually watched as an apparition appeared out of nowhere in this hall. It just <gasps> popped into existence. Oh, yeah. And like walked in, it was a blonde haired woman. She was wearing like what looked like white smocks, like what, you know, like a doctor or a nurse would wear. We watched this thing just appear right there in the hall and then walk into this, into, into the daughter's bedroom. Me and the other investigator, we ran into this, into this girl's room and the only person in there was the daughter of, uh, of, of the homeowner. And of course, you know, like I said, Armenian. So, you know, like the Kardashians, dark haired, colored skin. And the only other girl in there with her was an African American girl. There was nowhere for a tall, blonde haired woman to go. Hmm. But me and another investigator, we watched as this spirit just appeared. It was amazing. Cool. It was just like, popped right into existence and then just walked into this. But I still get like that. I still get goosebumps yeah. when I think oh, yeah. about that experience. Cause I mean, I have seen spirits before, but that is the first time that I've ever actually watched one pop into existence. Just yep. manifest out of nowhere. Well, and right. you know, so before we get to Bob's yeah. question, I just have to, um, one of the great things that has happened recently to us is that, you know, Jim has always been very supportive of, of my paranormal stuff, but he's also always been a little bit skeptical. He's gotten less and less so, but he had his very own experience here about a month ago. And I like that, that he had an experience now. So, because he doesn't have to listen to him secondhand and he had two experiences in two days. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and and now he doesn't have to just listen to those secondhand. He's had his own. So now he he has a framework for what I talk about. Mm -hmm. Makes it makes it connect okay. easier for him. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Bob's question was, um, I guess, is for all of us. I guess, what has has more impact on any of you? Things captured on equipment or things you personally experience? Personally experience. Personal experience, definitely. Personal experience. By far, yeah. In fact, yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate. This is this is an issue with me. I when you do an investigation and they say you got to take the personal experience and you have to put that to the side. That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Because but, your yeah. your your being is connecting with another being. Yes, exactly. Um, so like if I mean, I'm standing there talking to you, are you going to yes. say no? I'm going to put that aside. Let me get this mail meter and measure you. <laughs> I know it just yeah. ticks me off. They're like, "Oh, you can't put that in a uh, like when you when you when you go to the, the client or whatever, and you say, okay, here's what we found.' You can't include the personal experiences because those are only yours. You can't prove it to the person. It's like, well, if they brought me in to begin with, they trust my my abilities. They trust my opinion. So yes, I'm going to put that in because that factors into everything probably higher than the other stuff. And it, and it's all part yeah. of a puzzle when you're walking in there and saying, yeah. okay, here is what we caught on the equipment." 
here's our personal experiences, here's what your claims were, here's the history and the background to it. You know, you got to put it all together. So when they say that to me, it just dri- yeah. drives well, me nuts. And if you get so focused on the measurements and the instruments, you may actually miss the most important part, which is the personal experience. Yes. And, um, right. you know, I tell people who are really skeptical about the personal experiences that even they have because, well, it makes me think and I immediately start to doubt it. And I always tell them this, let yourself experience it in the moment mm-hmm. so that you can have the full experience and then break it down later. Don't immediately start thinking what's going on here. What could this be? Just experience it. And then later do all of that other. Yeah, because you take it in first, you know, because I'm like a little kid always. And, hey, I, don't get me wrong. I love when my stuff starts flashing and making all sorts of noises. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God. It's like a little child, you know, with a, a toy, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I have to agree. You need to always be paying attention to your surroundings regardless of what's happening because you can miss a lot of things in the moment that are much more important than that. So, I mean, I well, think they're all I think they're all important, but, I mean, you know. Go ahead, Rick. Right. I was going to say, then that's also, you know, what, what makes traditional parapsychology different from, you know, this contemporary, modern-day whatever, uh, mm-hmm. ghost hunting, you know, everything. Everything is about the equipment. Everything is about the equipment. No, according to, like, traditional parapsychology, it is the personal experience is where you start from and then move into these other things. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we, we've forgotten that. Well, why deny yourself the experience? If you're, if, okay... So I would think that people that are out ghost hunting, right, or paranormal investigating, whatever we want to call it, the reason that they're drawn to that is because they're curious and they want to have an experience. So yes. why the hell would they deny themselves the experience <laughs> by I, – I, I, this because is happening. Because it's not on television. Let's say mm-hmm. it. It's on television. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you watch some, like, you know, episodes of Ghost Hunters and they're like, it's almost as if they're a little too willing to throw out the personal experience. Like, how can you yes. do that? Because you got to have a starting point. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and the it's personal like, experience is what brought them there in the first place. Well, and it, right. it's like, you know, and when you're saying, when you're going out there and they're like, Hey, we're a scientist. Okay. You're not a scientist though. Science is, there are lots of different ways of, of boxing that statement science because science is lots of different ways. One of the things in science is to observe and collect data. Okay. So I, yeah. I look at myself as someone who observes and collects data. I'm trying to find a correlation somewhere and I'm observing what's going on. So the whole point of if you're observing and you're only staring at, if you're tunnel visioning at one thing, you're not observing. You're not, you know, you're not doing your, you're not no, doing you're observing an instrument. <laughs> You're staring at the cool little light, and you're going, my eyes are, why are they tearing? Well, because you're staring at the gate. Stop it. You know, I make no pretense. Both of you know me, and you've worked with me for a long time, and you know I make no pretense of being even remotely scientific. I am a total woo-woo chick, and that's what I do. (laughs) Oh, I would would never, I dude, I guys, I would never dream of calling myself a scientist. (laughs) No, no. You know, I will never forget the time that, you know, where I heard about somebody, you know, like a local ghost hunter who called themselves a scientist. And then it's like, well, they they just served me my burger at the local Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, yeah. don't call yourself a scientist unless you're like actually practicing real science and you're not just out thrill seeking. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, um, guys, I just looked at the time. We need to start uh, wrapping here. We need to talk about what's coming up next week on uh, the new Paranormal Underground in the Dark on MixLR. So, Cheryl, can you turn on your mic? I can. 
Oh, uh, what? So next week, October 1st, I do believe will be the date. Um, we are going to be on in, in our new station with our new station smell, which is MixLR. And what do we have going on? Yeah, who's yes. our victim? For um, anyone who lo- wants to listen live um, f- starting next week, October 1st, 2015, you can join us at http colon slash slash mixlr.com slash paranormal hyphen underground hyphen radio slash. That's our new channel. And, and that will be somewhere. Yeah. That will be <laughs> paranormal underground so you can find us. Yes. Go to paranormalunderground.net. You can, you can get that link there. Um, or you can just go to mixlr.com and search Paranormal Underground Radio. Yeah, that's what I do. It's, it's, and, it's, fast, um, it's fast. Yeah, it's fast and easy. Um, it's fast. We will have a new time slot if you're listening live. We will be moving up an hour every Thursday. So we will be on from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time. And um, if you're in the Central Time Zone, like Chuck and Fly Rick, states. you'll have to listen from... 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Yes. And um, so next week we have um, a great guest referred to us by uh, Bob. And her name is Anandita Roy. And she is a Reiki healer. Ooh, Ooh Reiki. Ooh. I'm a Reiki healer. Yes. Yes. I know very little about this. I know. I have Reiki like, you know, hands. Yeah, I know that it's Reiki and then you heal. That's what I know about Reiki healing. So I'll be letting you run the thing on this on that night. Oh, no, we'll just talk. It's Ooh, fine. That point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got a point. It'll be fun. So, um, you know, I hope that you will follow us to our new station. Um. We have a lot of fun, and, you know, you listen enough, you may hear one Mr. Rick Hale joining us, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime in the future, who knows? That's right. They pop in when you least expect it. Oh, well, you have our phone number, so, you know, you can do that. <laughs> yep. Um, so, and Cheryl, do we have any other things we need to discuss, like magazine stuff, or? magazine uh, Yeah, like we that. like, um. We like to promote Paranormal Underground Magazine as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We are currently working on our September issue and um, be looking out for that. You can go to paranormalunderground.net and get all of our archived issues there. Um, you can buy a PDF or you can go to issue.com and get a free online version to read online. Or you can even get a uh, buy a print-on-demand version at magcloud.com. Search Paranormal Underground. You know, I used to have print versions for like every month, and I took them to the Oregon Ghost Conference, and they're all gone. <laughs> what happened? Wow! Well, took them people all took or? them. Yeah, people took them. They're they're That's really oh, no. really minor. Like, pretty. Well, I, you know what? Though they're I thought really it was pretty. better. It, I mean, it it brought more people to the magazine, so it was fine. That's yeah. fine. Mine are bagged and boarded, so they're safe. They're safely uh, away with my collectibles. So. Yeah. So Rick, you know, what I, are you? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I had never seen Paranormal Underground in a print ma- in print magazine form until I'd been over to Chuck's house and I was like, Whoa. Yeah. You're like, dude, and you have so many. So, <laughs> so Rick, um yes. you're not doing the show for a while, but what I mean people people who, who need their Rick Hale fill, how are they gonna do that? 
Well, you know, um, I won't be doing, obviously, radio anymore, except when I'm filling it for you guys every now and then. However, I still am going to be writing. Um, so, I mean, you know, I do a lot of stuff over on my Facebook page. If you want to come on over there and check that out, you can friend me. It's cool, you know. Um, and I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of submission of, um, I submit a lot of stuff to the Supernatural magazine, which is a, uh, it's a British-based magazine, and uh, it's in supernaturalmagazine.com. As well as, you know, every now and then, of course, you know, I also find my stuff in uh, paranormalunderground.net. So that's, you know. There you go. Just, and, you know, and you have a book. Whatever. And you have nice. a book. Yes. Yeah. The Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual Poltergeist Ghosts and Demons. So you can find that at Amazon or CreateSpace. There you go. Um, so, you know, Rick, I'm glad we did this with three hours. It's been a while since I've spent any oh, amount of time on the air with you. and. And yeah. so this was this was a good idea. I'm I'm sorry that your show isn't going to be uh, on the air for a while, but I hope that you know we'll we'll have your participation in in Paranormal Underground in the dark. Absolutely, very cool. All right, All right. and yeah, thank you. And Chuck, yes, you ready for the move? You ready to go to our our new house? Our I'm new ready. Place? I I got the boxes. I got tape. I am I am ready. I'm ready to go. We get, just got to get the U-Haul, throw the stuff in there, and we'll drive over there, Karen. All right. Well, really quick round robin here um, because I want to give everybody the opportunity to once again express their thanks. I'd like to express my thanks to Hazy and Zeta. Yes, I would like to say the same thing again. I'd like to say thanks to Hazy Radio for allowing me to be crazy on the air for lots of people. I love you, Zeta. Thanks very much. Yeah, Rick? Yeah, I, just, yeah, I just want to say thank you to Zita uh, for everything. You've been great, and uh, you know, Hazy is a great, um, it's a great resource. So thank you, Zita. Yeah, Cheryl and Chad. I uh, really want to thank Zita. Um, she's uh, supported us for many years, and um, I still look forward to visiting Hazy and listening to some of their awesome shows. And um, I also want to thank the other show hosts. Um, and especially Dave for always being there for us. Yeah. Thank you, and Dave. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and, um, and just thanks so much. We can't even express how much, um, we appreciate everything. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, um, also want to thank, um, Chuck, Karen and Rick for many great years on the air. And I'm looking forward thank to you. many more. Uh, is is Chad is Chad hooked up or yes yeah. okay well of course uh, thank you Hazy uh, Karen Rick Chuck Cheryl everybody else who's contributed to the success of our show and I also want to thank the listeners yeah. because without you what's the point that's right we do this we do this because you know we like ourselves but we do it because we love our listeners as well <laughs> so um, one last time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We will be back next week on MixLR.com at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states. Thank you, Hazy, for giving us a home. Thank Good you. Good, Good night. night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 